I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, um, signings, all that other good stuff. Love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have David DeSalle on the line. He is the founder and CEO over at the Financial Advisors Alliance. Uh, David, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Adam. So I'm excited to get into how you're helping your clients over at the Financial Advisors Alliance. Um, but before we do that, let's get into your background a little bit more. Um, how did you get started in business and as an entrepreneur? <laughs> it's uh actually a quite uh, funny story. Uh, I actually received my last actual uh, paycheck from a job when I was uh, 15 years old, if you uh-huh. want to count uh, busing tables as uh, you know, last paycheck. And then at 16 years old, I quickly realized I didn't want to work for someone else. And I had that entrepreneurial uh, blood in my system, so to speak. And uh, a good friend of mine, started a boat detailing and repair company back when mm-hmm. we were 16 years old. And uh, that started because we had both worked at a company called West Marine uh, briefly and, and quickly realized that, you know, we can get out into, you know, the space and do some of the service stuff on our own. So we did that from when we were 16 up until uh, about 21. And then even then, you know, we had some people that we were working with and we'd still do some stuff on the weekends when we had our, you know, quote unquote, real, uh, real uh, career opportunities that we had uh, garnered from uh, from our education. That's great. Uh, so you were literally entrepreneur from real young, and you had the, you definitely had it in your blood. And you can tell um, when when I'm I can tell when I'm interviewing somebody when they're just that serial entrepreneur. Um, that being said, so. Obviously, all of us as entrepreneurs, we learn from our ups and our downs and everything in between. Uh, so you've been in, the, in many different businesses and fields as of this point. What kind of advice would you give that David that was just getting started, if you could go back and, you know, sit, and sit him down and give him a little talk on what's the right way to go about things? Yeah, I would say that uh, hard work and consistent action combined with, patience uh, is extremely effective. So patient in the sense that your hard work and your persistence isn't going to happen on day one and success happen on day two, but, you know, your success, whatever your definition uh, definition of that is, is just a culmination of all, you know, the, the little choices that you made on a daily basis, you know, leading up to that. So that would be number one. And then number two would be uh, as you're taking advice from others, because, you know, as you go through this entrepreneurial journey, you know, people are going to come out of the woodworks, whether it be friends or family or past coworkers, you know, people within your network and everyone's going to, you know, be giving their two cents because people are great at that. Um, but mm-hmm. be very, very careful with who uh, you take advice from, because although they may uh, have your best interest in mind, uh, they may not be qualified to give that particular advice. So if the person that you're getting advice from uh, isn't where you want to be and hasn't done what you're looking to do, um, just be very careful uh, with that. So, for example, there were plenty of times early on in my career where, 
know, the ebbs and flows were, were real and, you know, accounts were overdrawn and money was owed and, you know, the world was crashing down, so to speak. And so many people in my world, you know, be it friends and family, you know, all, you know, said, Hey, why don't you, why don't you get a job, right? Why don't you get something that's a little bit more steady? And, you know, I'm proud of myself to be able to say that, you know, I took their advice with a grain of salt, know that, you know, knew that it was coming from a very good place, but also realized that they weren't necessarily where I wanted to be and haven't done what I was looking to do. So I respectfully ignored that uh, advice and I'm, I'm, I'm sure glad I did. <laughs> That's awesome. And I, I really like that, um, that thought process of be careful and be wary about who you're getting your advice from. It's not because they don't love you or like you. It's just a matter of, and I, I, I say this often when I'm speaking and I remember being in front of a, a um, college crowd and I'm asking them, you know, if you want to be a doctor and you're, I mean, should you get your advice from your parents if they're not doctors? Probably not. I mean, they, they may love you. They may want to tell you, but do, do they know the best way to guide you through the educational decisions and the other things? No, you probably need to get introduced to a doctor or somebody that's been where you want to go. So you're getting advice from somebody, you know, that's qualified to give you that advice because they've either done it or it's their profession to give you that particular advice on that particular niche. Um, so one of those two things is to be extremely qualified and, and the advice they give you so that you can save time and money on making mistakes many times by getting the advice from the right person. So I, I really love that um, tip, David. Um, let's transition a bit. I want to talk more about what you're doing at the Financial Advisors um, Alliance. So what kind of clients are you helping and what are you helping them specifically with? Yeah, great question. So uh, I myself was an advisor for seven years and, uh, you know, built up a, a pretty good practice. And five of those seven years also ran our new advisor uh, development program. And uh, the company I was with at the time building my business, and we had 350 uh, offices, give or take. And I took over that program. I was a, uh, I have finger quotes up right now, a 22, 23-year-old leader, which is somewhat of an oxymoron, meaning I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> um, totally ran the program into the ground. We finished based on our team's production uh, at like 300th, um, so weren't even on the map. And uh, based on some you know early success in the business, it was uh, definitely a shot to my ego. So double down on you know leadership development, personal development, professional development. Hired my own outside consultant as well, and. Uh, was fortunate to have, you know, over the subsequent four years uh, in that program, brought it up to number one uh, in the company across the country. Um, so it was over that journey that I just fell in love with the development of other advisors and didn't want to necessarily be limited to serving, you know, advisors at, a, at one particular organization and wanted to help others as well. So I decided, you know, I had built up this business, uh, you know, pretty pretty well, and, you know, who says I can't, you know, do it again, doing something else. So I started the Financial Advisors Alliance uh, for a couple reasons. Number one is um, the way in which we market uh, as advisors these days is, is different. So, you know, we used to do a lot of, uh, you know, family and friends networking and networking events and things along those lines. Not to say that those aren't effective, but there's ways in which you can develop new relationships and deepen existing ones through building a brand online and creating and sharing content online as well to be able to serve the people that you're trying to serve. 
Um, so that, you know, is reason number one. Reason number two is, you know, and I'm sure this is across a lot of organizations in that when someone first gets hired at that company to build their business, you know, they're gone, they're put through a three-week training that's live. And, you know, the saying is, you know, uh, we, it's going to be like you're drinking out of a fire hose and, um, you know, your real learning is done in the field when you actually get out and start meeting with people. But the unintended uh, message there is, hey, you're going to sit down and waste your time for three weeks and the real learning will be done, um, you know, what, when you actually start start working. And, you know, that's something that has been said for years and it just never really sat well with me. So the other thing that we have done is we created an entire digital sales training program for financial advisors about 25 hours worth of content across 80-something videos focusing on micro-content, 5, 10, 15-minute clips, as opposed to, you know, a day-long session so that people can, you know, review these topics as needed, learn on the go. And it's funny, as we were uh, creating it, um, you know, we were thinking what, what topics, you know, should we include? And, you know, it's everything from mindset to book and podcast recommendations through, uh, dissecting the entire sales process, including language bites along the way, as well as, you know, phoning and prospecting strategies, marketing strategies. And as we were building it, we were like, okay, we're going to sell this for a thousand bucks or two thousand bucks, you know, per person because it was a strenuous process to actually build this. And then we said, okay, if we're truly focusing on impact and trying to, you know, create our brand as well and, and our name known in the marketplace, how do we get this out to that many people at that price point? And, and the answer was we, we can't, right? There's a few hundred thousand financial advisors out there, not all of which have, you know, that budget to be able to you know, buy a program like that. So we decided, you know what, uh, it's almost like finishing a race. You're like, oh, it actually wasn't that bad. But during the race, it was pretty strenuous. Same idea here. So we decided uh, that we were just going to give it away for free. Uh, we're going to give access to any advisor who would like access uh, for free to start building a relationship with them, helping impact their business, helping them grow. And in turn, of course, uh, a certain percentage of those people, uh, you know, will hire us and, and have hired us. Wow. That's a great story. I mean, and I mean, let's just start with that first point to take somebody to take your original team that you started with at the previous company from, you know, 300th place to first place in only four years. That's like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Um, that's literally, that. especially in the financial advising space, because it's not like, you know, the old advisors that were number one just stopped. So you're competing against that, that, that top tier. Um, they're not like getting any worse at their profession. <laughs> so to be able to leapfrog, um, and to be able to um, bring up a team or a region up to that type of part, congratulations on that. And it also does show Thank you. that um, that the a lot of people, going back to our original comments, a lot of people that want to give advice and well-meaning advice, you have to be careful about where you're getting that advice from. Well, a guy that takes a, a team um, from 300th to 1st in a large, um, well-established organization, um, that's probably who you want to get your advice from. Um, in that particular niche of, of being a financial advisor and getting training, especially if you're, um, how amazing you're giving away that training for free to the young advisors out there. I mean, that's a big, in my opinion, that's a big problem is a lot of the training for many companies are dated. 
it's dated material. It doesn't really have as much relevance to what's actually going on in the marketplace now. A big, a big old name and a big mahogany desk does not mean somebody's going to do business with you where it did maybe in the 80s or 90s or even the early 2000s. Um, but exactly. um, so no, great work there. Um, if somebody's listening to this and they're, they're they want more information, David, on um, the Financial Advisors Alliance, um, what's the best way for them to connect? Yeah, so there's um, a few different ways we're active on uh, on social, uh, just as we uh, guide our, our clients to be as well. So uh, just simply David DeCell, uh, D-E-C-E-L-L-E, on LinkedIn and Facebook and uh, at David underscore DeCell on Instagram. That's where a lot of our content lives, specifically both uh, on Instagram and the stories. Um, and then uh, feel free to visit the website at the, so T-H-E, FAA dot CO, so the FAA dot co. Um, and on that website, if you're a financial advisor and you're listening to this podcast, you can simply go to that site and sign up for the training program uh, right then and there. Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, hey, David, I just want to thank you again for um, coming on the show and uh, the remarkable work you're doing for our financial advisors out there. All great stuff. Uh, to the listeners, as always, uh, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a review. Um, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, David, thanks again for coming on.